Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Average Guy Movie Review with Chris Alley is brought to you by Rock and Roll Sushi. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. <laughs> All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Founded on great food and rock and roll with two locations in Little Rock, one in Benton and one in Conway. I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! You're great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! We can do that. Come rock with us! That's Lionel Richie. We Are the World is the song, and he was the co-writer on it. Produced by some of the greatest minds in the history of the world. That group was crazy. Mostly, uh, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. What was the guy's name? Um, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, thank you very much. (laughs) My brain's fried. That's Kenny Rogers. Anyway, uh, all right, Chris Alley from Rock and Roll Sushi. Talk to me about... The greatest night in pop. It, it is an amazing story. I think it is. I had no idea on the backstory. I, I had no idea how it came together. I never thought about the the process and the challenge of getting all these super super duper famous people yeah. in one room at one time. Yeah, it's a it's a wild story. And like you say, you, you see the finished product, and then you don't ever really think about the operational logistical nightmare to get everybody there in the same place, same time for a long time to do this, and one and they have one night to do it. Um, the story was told in a very cool way. Um, obviously, everybody knows about the song. Um, I didn't know it was written by Lionel Richie and Michael together. Didn't I, either. I didn't know that, um, which is a cool story. And it's the good thing about this: everybody knows the song and like the, why they did it. But uh, the documentary does a great job of like a lot of behind-the-scenes footage that I've never seen. Same. A ton of behind-the-scenes footage, uh, and there's a lot of artists there that I didn't really even put together that were there in that right. room or recognize. And you get to see them. Back in the 80s when they were, like, in their prime. Right. You know, I'm 40, so as I see these artists now, like, as an adult, they're much older. So you're seeing, like, Cindy Lauper when she was Cindy Lauper. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I do have questions about, like, the arrangement and some of the choices they made about who sings when they sung. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, looking back. In they time. brought in the dorkiest-looking accountant-looking dude ever, and he's, like, an, <laughs> yeah. an arrangement expert, like the arrangement guru. They're like, And he's, like, throwing... You know, uh, note cards on the floor with people's names. He's yeah. like, "Oh, this would be a great juxtaposition to put them back to back." It is amazing. Like, there's Steve Perry. That's I think Steve Perry should have been the end. Yeah, not Bruce and Daryl o- Daryl Oates. Uh, Daryl Hall. Hall. There's Mike. It's it's amazing. Like you forget about how incredibly talented these vocals are. And honestly, right. like Cindy Lauper gets, she's known more for her sort of quirky ways, but her voice was. She could phenomenal. rip back in the day, dude. My favorite part of the show, though, was Waylon Jennings. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, there's a funny part there, some levity. but Yeah, w- Waylon Jennings literally walked out in the middle of the recording. He's like, this ain't for me. Oh, yeah. Sheila yeah. E. also. Yeah. 
she felt used. Yeah. They thought she felt like the she was just bait for Prince. So she's just she's like, I'm out. Gotta go. This is after hours and hours of being there. I'm like, yeah. I'm sticking around for the final product. Like I'm gonna oh, get no. in the video at least. Yeah, it was a it was a wild story, uh, and they pulled it off and have raised a ton of money for. Uh, what I thought was kind of weird was a lot of the artists were there, didn't even really know why they were there or what they were doing it for, um, and didn't even really know what the final product was going to look like. Mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, it was it was wild. Uh, very cool documentary um, for Saki Bombs for me. I think that's exactly right. Good call. Thank you. Thank you. That's probably the most imitated part of the song, because <laughs> they're like, I just and he looks so disinterested. Did look the entire out night. of his element. Yeah, he's like he was super uncomfortable. What is happening? Is that Dan <laughs> Aykroyd in the back? Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> part of this thing. <laughs> I know. I don't remember Dan Aykroyd being in the mix. Yeah, I didn't. Either. That's what I'm and saying. And people are like, well, he was in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Ghostbusters was huge right then. Right. And then okay, the, Bob, enough out of you. The other thing I learned is that Ray. Yeah, Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah. Oh, Ray yeah. Charles in it, yeah. The other thing I learned was Ray like, and Stevie. Stevie. I saw Stevie. There's a great wisecrack in there, too. Yeah, and his just genius and how he can, like, just go and play stuff. And, like, I didn't, re- I know he was, like, genius because he can play blind. But for him to be- pick up what he picked up, and he was kind of a troll, too, which is also hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there was uh, some stuff that, and again, the biggest thing for Quincy Jones is you've got not only some of the most talented vocalists, but some of those talented. Musicians, lyricists, you know, um, again, these are people that play instruments. I mean, so you got all those things in one room, and it's like you need to pe- keep the the creatives from being creative. I just, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce? Mm-hmm. Wow. I just, you need to really, you, I need you, to you clearly this. are not yeah, familiar. Like, I knew all the voices on there. Like, I could name every voice on there if we just played it from start to finish. Yeah. Like, Dion Warwick, you don't even know who the hell that is, I bet. Nah. I mean, yeah. I've heard of her. You know of her because yeah, she's yes. uh, she's Whitney Houston's aunt. Oh, there it is. Or aunt, depending on. I know. She had the psychic hotline, didn't she? Have the... Sure did. Yeah, By the way, I, 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 think, <laughs> I think I figured out how to differentiate between the two pronunciations, aunt and aunt. I was listening the other day when it's, they were debating. It's all regional. Yeah, well, maybe so, but when I refer to someone directly, that's aunt Donna. That's right. aunt so-and-so. But when you're talking about, oh, my aunt, then I think you turn to more, oh, my aunt. I don't I know. Say I say aunt, but I think it should be aunt. No, when you don't specifically it's, it's name qu- the person after, if it's just like a general term, I think you can use aunt. I'm, I'm quite sure it's perfectly fine to say both if you look it up in the dictionary. Secondly, it is very regional. Yeah. It's a regional thing. I don't know anybody who uses both. Who uses aunt the most? Is it the north? Is it a northern thing? Eastern, northern, oh, okay. yeah. And the thing is, too, if you do use both, you're definitely on the psychopath list. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember Not what the I crazy person. Now. What? I'm confused on what I use. I have you an, say aunt or aunt? I have I a lot know. of ants. I don't know now. I have an aunt pie. We call her aunt pie. Her name's Phyllis. I guess I say aunt. I say aunt. Yeah, I say aunt. Pie like P-I like 3.14. She's 3.14 better than most ants I know. I, th- I also think it's an ethnic thing. Like black people call their aunt's aunt. Or, yeah, auntie is a thing aunt. you get some too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she's Whitney Houston's mother's sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. But I recommend Greatest Night of Pop. It is Netflix. so good. Yeah, check it out. It is really good. I, I was sitting there like I was mesmerized. Listen, see I, what I, I did there. Ja Rule. I, I wa- found it. I watched. Nice job. I watched the trailer no, for that it. for that about you movie that you were trying to get me to watch. Uh, anyone but you. Yeah, and I came in that following week. Was like I just watched it. I couldn't do it. 
And so I had questions about going into this. Like, is it going to be another one of these? Oh, you didn't trust me. I, well, I mean, was I wrong about the last one? Uh, no, you were right about uh, that. Okay. Wait, uh, did you watch anyone but you? No. I did. The I spent $20 on it. Yeah. It's like, I am not watching that. That's a Sydney Sweeney movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm aware. And even she couldn't save it. Yeah. Was there uh, any, I would literally rather any have... of her inf- fame from Euphoria? Did it translate over to she's that very, movie? She's very, very attractive, and she's a terrible actress. Okay. Listen, and the guy from Top Gun, he's not my type of thing, but like he's a very... Very attractive, handsome man. He's in very good shape. I don't know how you watch that trailer and think, oh, this is worth $20. I didn't, but Chris, it's a top five movie or weeks on end. It's made its budget back Trash. five times. I'm like, surely it's got something. <laughs> Turns out it's got Sidney Sweeney. Scantily clad through a lot of the movie. That's what it's got. And dude, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy's name from Top Gun? Whatever yeah, his name guy. is. Glenn Powell. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. I couldn't do it, buddy. No, it's just... it's, But it's good, though. Like Sometimes you, you, you don't know where the floor is until... You see it, right? Like, you don't know how good you got it. Like, you eat pizza, and you're like, oh, that's good pizza. Pretty good pizza. It's pretty good pizza. And then you have one that's like, oh, my God, this is the worst pizza ever. It- then you're like, oh, I get it now. All those mm-hmm. other pizzas I had, I thought they were just okay. They're better than that, and this was where it, it ends. This is where the bottom of it is. Every once in a while, you need to watch a bad movie. You a do. Bad show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't spend 20 bucks on it, but you yeah, should definitely watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and where can you watch uh, Netflix? Netflix, okay. Yep. It's for it's I don't say free. It's free for subscribers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have Netflix, right? Nah, you know, somebody does. <laughs> somebody in a group. <laughs> oh, by the way, can I do this? We're one big family. Let me do this uh, formally and publicly. You are invited. We talked about yesterday because F1 has a race this weekend. Yes. Mm. Uh, by the way, Max Verstappen won. I know they haven't run it yet. Um, <laughs> anyway, you are invited to come on the podcast next week with Zach and myself. We would love to get your thoughts would, on F1. I would be glad to. Okay, we're going to do it Let's next do week. it, yes. So, it's, it's, it's an easy bet right now. Well, it, it's an easy bet on can you get a guy who's going to finish in the top five not named Max Verstappen because there's some money to be made. But Max, like, you have to bet $1,000 to win 100 right. from to finish top five. You're, you're, Is that big of a favorite? You, you don't really bet on winner. Like, the more, like, like you talk about, Zach, the more fun bets are the secondary ones, yeah. not the winner of the race. It's who's <laughs> going to be the first one to retire. Uh, and you can bet on the driver, the constructor. I mean, there's a lot of different prop bets, yeah. I think, in this in this sport. I don't, more fun. Sport. I only watch the Ferraris. <laughs> That's it, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some drama there this year, too. We'll go over.